Hello. Hello. It's 12 questions with Jared and Anna. Oh my good lord, that was so funny. (laughs) Hi, welcome to 12 questions. Um, I have here with me, I'm Anna Valenzuela, and I have Jared. Here. Hey, Hey. it's Jared. It's Jared. And how would you like to identify yourself? You can be as anonymous as you want to be on this pod. Um, I've always been known as Cosmo. We could just go with that. Cosmo. I love that. My name for... A long, long it's time. also the name of the LA Galaxy's um, super weird, mildly racist, uh, like, well, he's it's sort of, okay, so he's a Martian. What? Their, their mascot? Yes, their mascot. Okay. He's a he's a Martian, and he just, like, he's all black. Like and he, Cosmo not? Yes. Okay. But it just comes off looking like like a blackface caricature. Oh, it's like very weird. Yikes. But no, they don't get in trouble because no one watches that, That's not He's the only so racist funny. Cosmo reference, too. We could be talking about Cosmo Kramer. <laughs> yes. That's like the other one. He he's. Uh, I can't remember. Did he have his meltdown in dude. Long Beach Laugh Factory I or the regular Laugh Factory? I don't know. I think it's the regular one. I think it's the regular Probably one. Probably the regular too. one. I That's don't what know. I tell people on the tours because it sounds better. <laughs> yeah. Great start. <laughs> Good start. Um, oh my gosh! So we just uh, we went to a meeting. We we're going to do a regular twelve questions. This is going to be our first like not meeting after the meeting in a couple of weeks. Uh, Alex is still not with us because he's I don't know off being famous or whatever now. Yeah, the King of Hollywood called, and uh, if you guys don't know what the King of Hollywood sounds like, it's a character I do for myself. And he okay. calls, and Holy. he goes, "Hi, I'm the King of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you a famous person. Now you want a TV show? It's got to start a Muppet and a Ham Sandwich." <laughs> like, okay. I don't know why I do that. So Alex is doing roast battle. Yeah, he yeah. he's gotten he's done with roast battle. He got married. Yeah. He's not on a honeymoon though right now. No, Take I'm your good. wife on a honeymoon, Alex. Right? Get over yourself. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he just <laughs> oh sent me like God. a he sent me a really beautiful picture of his wedding. But we miss you, Alex. Come back. Yeah. I don't, I don't know you, but yes, come back. Yeah, yeah he's a delight. I think I've heard your voice though. So right. Yeah, he's a delight. He's very funny. Um so uh we just went to the meeting. It was interesting. Yes. It was very interesting. Why did you think it was interesting, Jared? Why did I think it was interesting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> many reasons. One being I uh, did lash out at one of my fellows because he <laughs> will not stop calling me daddy. <laughs> Oof. Oh. So Oof. Yeah, funny. I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, and, um, that's a rough I one. I cannot abide by that. <laughs> I love how we end up because I call you soup daddy because you're always making soup. Well, that's very different. Yeah, I'm not like it's yeah. not coming from a sexual it's not place. Sexualized, with me. No, yes. it's not. It would be like it would be like if somebody just called me like honey bun or some shit like yeah, that. I yeah. don't know. What's up, sugar tits? <laughs> What's up, sugar tits? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which you know, it's Which a meeting. It could I'm happen. Just like, yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, the meeting meeting was good. Yeah, it was. That meeting is interesting because it's always like the it always feels like the Friday night party meeting where everyone's just like kind of squirrely, and there's a lot of sharing, but not really a lot of recovery talk. You think so? Yeah. Well, so it depends. It depends. It seems like a lot of like I'm doing good. It's all like. But a lot that's of- kind of like checking in and like just venting. I got well. My even if you're doing good, it. I mean, you can couch it in the context of True. why you're able to do that now true you can talk about the steps cosmo and i go to this thursday night men's stag that's very like yeah, we're not really supposed to like check in for the sake of checking in if I it has right. to do with something that uh, just regarding the steps i mean the 
the meetings are there for uh, to be a part of a program, and like if you want to. It's not, you, can go to, you can go to therapy too, you know. Like yeah, you can go to therapy, you can like vent to your friends yeah. and, sh- and shit after, or, or before and before, after the meeting. You know? like, yeah, that's. I don't know. I don't want to be too militant about like how people should express themselves, but also I have an opinion about it. I love so. that. Ditto. I love Ditto. that. Yeah. I love that this whole journey we've both come from like spiritually tricky places, and yeah. now we're just like we expect high quality shares. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need A-level shares I, at every meeting I go to. <laughs> oh, I, I want only the best. I always love Cosmo shares. Oh, Even when they end with, I have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm going to stop talking now. Yeah, that's Those been the last the couple shares. of ones. Yeah, But it's still, you always have like really good stuff to share. Well, thanks, man. Like, I really <laughs> like that. It's like, it's like being popular in AA, though. Like, Yeah, still I mean, I wouldn't like put it on a business card. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. You don't need to slap that on the back of your headshot. Yeah. It's on his LinkedIn profile. (laughs) No, this is. uh, No, but thank you. you. Yeah, yeah, no. uh, You've been going through some stuff, man. We talked about it. You've got three years. Coming up. Yeah. It's been interesting. Yeah, it's been. uh, I'll have three years sober at the end of next month. And uh, yeah. So you're an expert now. Oh, yeah. I'm all old and wise. Veteran. (laughs) Yeah, hardly, hardly. Uh, It makes more sense, like, as the years stack on now that uh, people used to say, oh, you're a good newcomer until you have five years or 10 years or whatever they say. It's like, yeah, okay, I get it now. When I'm in that first year sober, though, it was. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was like all bloated and like gross and just like just getting bloated. Ri- yeah, I was just I was bloated and gross and just like gonna just talk out my butt a lot. Yeah, <laughs> well, you, you kind of have to. Yeah, like, to, yeah Until you figure like until you straighten out, kind of. Yeah. Did you get a sponsor and start working the steps right away? Uh, yeah, within like two months or so, I'd say yeah. that's pretty that's pretty right away. Yeah, um, pretty right away. Yeah, um, the sponsor that I first had, though, um, I just didn't click with, and he brought me to a meeting where I found um, my next sponsor. Mm-hmm. He never went to that meeting. I wound up like going to that meeting every week for like two and a half years, um, and that sponsor led to my next one, who led to the one that I have now and it's been like uh, like a year and a half or so working with this guy yeah. and um, yeah it's been cool it's that's been good amazing. yeah that's amazing we talked a lot over it was so funny we were at Mel's eating and I was like okay you're gonna have to tell me all this all again yeah we'll, we'll couch it in the in the way that the questions um, sort of unfold sure so how do you experience surrender hmm I guess surrender is being learning to be okay with the good and the bad and all the neutral boring shit in between and it's it's being okay with however you whatever the results are of you putting like whatever you, whatever your goals are however you get there yeah be okay with how you get there like let it kind of reveal itself how it goes and like not don't worry about how you're gonna accomplish your goals always and like kind of giving like I guess just being like just not 
not caring. Like how? Like I'm. I have to surrender to the fact that I have no fucking idea how to answer this question right no, that's now. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Like, because when we were talking, you talked a lot about like you've had your life very early on. You had some very high highs, and then you had some very low lows, like immediately. And so now that's kind of where you're at is trying to just stay in the fact that like you're okay. Yeah. I mean, my definition of okay has like evolved too. And like, I thought I once had to have this or that to be okay. What was this or that? Um, I once thought that I had to be, um, on a long running sitcom for that, for my life to be okay. I Mm. once had to be physically fit for my entire life to be okay. I once thought that I needed a certain amount of money for my life to be okay. And if it didn't reach those things or if I lost something, it like would throw me all out of whack. And I would just have, uh, not know how to, um, uh, deal with like certain disappointments or loss or something like that, because that's just life. We, we, win stuff we lose stuff we get stuff back we lose stuff again or whatever you know so like i thought that that's what that's kind of what this and that were at one point and um i i don't know um i don't know what else to say on that (laughs) (laughs) it's no different when you're being recorded on the conversation i promise you we we're on the unpops network so we do have some listeners, but it's definitely in shout out on Pops. We love you, but like, don't don't stress out. Okay, it's, it's like you're not using your last name. You can use open as you want, whereas you know, cool. I don't know, whatever you want to do. Awesome. And if you don't want to answer a question, just let me know. Okay, be like, cool. Hey, yeah, well, I don't want to answer that question. That's cool. totally fine. That being said, what's been your most insane moment in and out of recovery? Okay, uh, I'll start with the one in it. Uh, <laughs> At like 14 months sober, I was driving back home late at night. Oh, you were telling me about that. And after a meeting, I dropped my friend off at home. I was on the 101 heading back home. I live here in the valley. And like we, uh, there was an accident and up in front of me. I was getting out of the way of it. And while pulled over on the shoulder of the freeway, I... Uh, got hit by another car trying to avoid the same accident and uh i got my car was stationary and it was uh it was definitely a game changer i've had a couple of like more minor accidents in the past but uh this car hitting me like that uh uh, it was like it was the scariest thing that has happened to me and like it is definitely the most insane portion like the majority of my sobriety now has been in physical recovery also from uh severe whiplash and uh pinched nerve clusters and stuff and throughout my neck um and i was uh like immobilized for a long time um my neck still doesn't totally work properly Uh, i'm like i'm earning like i'm getting it back but it's taking a long time Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say just like the last like year and a half has been like, it, it's just been a, a rough little while for, yeah. uh, for this. And okay. So this is the, I've stayed sober through this too. That's like, which, crazy yeah. Part, yeah, this is, I ha- did you ever have any desire to like, God, I just wish I could like, Oh yeah. Right now Six or, yeah. days after my accident, this is, uh, yeah. December of 2016, uh, six days after I had, I'd refused any kind of opiates, 
to help me through the pain initially because I once had a bad heroin, like a, I had a heroin problem. I don't know how bad it was. <laughs> you, you I don't know how bad it If it's bad enough for you, y- y- then yeah, it's bad enough. Yeah, so whatever. Um, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I had an issue with opiates as a teenager and um, I've this always... This is a thing teenagers experience and it's not bad enough. <laughs> What'd you say? That's like a thing teenagers experience, and they're like, nah, just everybody has it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, this teenager, when I was a teenager, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, I, uh, so I've, like, I made this vow to myself at one point to, like, never go back, no matter what, and, um, but, like, when a doctor's telling you to be on something, they probably yeah. know what they're talking about, even if they don't have a full knowledge on addiction, like, they know what they're talking about still, you know, yeah. and, like, um, so after refusing this, this, these meds to help my neck out, um, I found an old bottle of like hydrocodone or something at my mom's house. And like, I was like storing it ready to like, just take the whole bottle and like, there was, I mean the whole bottle, whatever, however many was in there, I was ready to just like do this. Yeah. And I don't know, something in me, uh, like stopped me I, or maybe what maybe I shouldn't take credit for it I stopped it I didn't I called my friend he came over took the bottle away from me texted my mom said hey just so you know this is what's going on he's I'm not uh, yeah. this is why that bottle is missing right now yeah um, and uh, yeah I've had uh, so many like reasonable opportunities to just get drugs yeah. yeah. Um, and it wasn't until like a few months ago that I finally decided to listen to my doctors and do that and use the the medicine that they wanted me to use to help me yeah. get through this. Um, and so that's an ongoing process of like, am I, when am I going to be using opiates? When am I not? In the process of like using certain things medicinally and as instructed and then learning to get off of them again going back off like this is going to be like a thing for a little while until i I need to see a pain specialist is what it comes down to i haven't seen a pain specialist doctor yet but this is the this is the the bane of my not just my sobriety but like my existence right now i uh it's but there's a lot like i said the word bent, but like there's a lot of silver lining here too. Um, it's forced me to like slow down and it's forced me to really like evaluate what I want to do with my life and what I'm able now to do with my life. Yeah. Like I can't, like I can't keep a job at Starbucks for example, because there's no. all these bending and lifting and reaching blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like a lot I, of physical limitations. Yeah, I've got a lot of physical limitations right now. So I've found, I have a lot of experience, uh, working in education okay. and there's very l- believe it or not there's a lot of low-key low stress yeah. uh, types of jobs in education and there's a lot of accommodations for their you know teachers are always talking about their herniated discs or something yeah, you know like it, there's some, like, something kid threw a desk at them or right. something. <laughs> yeah exactly. they're always beat up it's crazy they're all bit up like all the special right. ed teachers i used to know had like bite marks all over them and crazy <clears throat> yeah it's um so I, I'd left education for a while. I was yeah. I had a bunch of experience in it over the course of like three, four, five years or so, and I left it to start working in television production, which with these kinds of injuries I cannot it's keep up tough, with yeah. at the moment. Um, so there, there was like a a year and a few months period where I was completely unemployed and 
I uh, just had to let my body heal. Doing the disability thing? Um, that's a lot. No. Wow. N- no, I I uh, did not qualify for disability. Shut Th- the front there, door. There have been uh, like a but sequence of, of events that just I like, can look at you and say that I'm no doctor, but it seems like you qualify. Yeah, it's uh, more of a financial thing, though, because I made the mistake of not really doing... <laughs> my research on how to be a contractor and how to be a lift driver, right? So uh, um, if you're a lift driver, you got to pay into uh, disability because no, you don't oh. have, you're not, you are an independent contractor. It's on you right. as a 1099. Yeah, I got to yeah. pay into unemployment. I got to pay. Oh. In, I didn't know that I was supposed to be doing this. Self-employment it, taxes. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Soup Daddy knows everything about taxes. <laughs> yes, true. Soup and taxes. He was like, no, you cannot write off your shoes and your makeup, you idiot. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's been a, a weird test, this whole thing. Because, like, the woman who hit me, she was uninsured. I did not pay into disability or unemployment. No. I had to sue myself, my, my own car insurance company, to, like, what? help me out with everything. And it's, like... Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, on paper, it looks really fucking shitty. And, like, I've had to, uh, because it is, it is really fucking shitty. Um, but it's given me, like, all this, like, uh, opportunity to really fine-tune my spiritual program. Right. And do a lot of, uh, uh, surrendering. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And not, uh... Like, this is the way it is. And, like, there's people in my life that really love me and care about me. And they're, like, want me to, like, open the case back up. And But, like, I've done everything right. How I was, what I was able to do, I've done. Yeah. And there's, that's the extent of it. And, like, uh, and that goes for, like, the legality stuff of everything. That goes for, like, physical recovery and everything like that. I've done all the stuff wow. that I'm supposed to do. So That's why we got to get you in a writer's room. Uh, yeah. Real, like, yeah. And then that way you can, or even not even in a writer's room, you can write from home. And then. That's what I kind of, that, that's been part of this reflection. Like, I, I'm on my back, like, letting my back not do work and heal. And it gives my mind a, a, a lot of time to, like, I have so many unfinished projects. I mean, that this like I have so many unfinished writing projects. I like gave up acting a while ago. Like, there's so many, but there's so much stuff that I can do from the comfort yeah. of my kitchen or my couch or something. That uh, it's great, and I've been really inspired to like start writing. Not just in I, I I've like started screenplays and like I produced a pilot back in the day at one wow. point, and uh, and like that's all like feels like a memory like not like a part yeah. of who mm-hmm. I am right now um but with so much downtime I've had to uh like I got a chance to watch a lot of TV and I started reading again right and like there was it was like a couple of years there where I hadn't read a book in in, oh, no. like, in a long time so I when I first got clean my sponsor gave me a book cuz yeah. I couldn't sleep at night cuz when you smoke a lot of weed yeah. It's your sleep patterns get real fucked up. And she gave me books. She was like, sponsor direction, read this before you go to bed. It was <laughs> well, like, that's how Cosmo and I sort of became friendly. Oh, I love we met that. at a meeting. Mm. And then <laughs> he was holding a Stephen King book. And then when I, g- I gave him a ride home, 
Yeah. And then we started talking about that. And then we just started going to bookstores. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys go to Iliad, which we, is Iliad, mm-hmm. there's a the few. best. Yeah. Uh, we've gone to $10 or less uh, bookstore Ooh. in North Hollywood. Yeah. Love it. There's a few. There's a I've couple. Been to that one. Northridge. Yeah, Northridge, sorry. Yeah. That Iliad is North Hollywood. Yeah. What's the one in Pasadena next to the Lemley Theater that's really, really good? Uh, there's like a really boss bookstore out there. I'm not hmm. sure. Okay, well, know. if none of us know, we're just yeah. going to keep it pushing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about the Ripped Bodice? <gasps> Ooh, I did a show a, <laughs> at the Ripped Bodice last night. Shout out to the Ripped Bodice. slash erotica bookstore. Every, oh, if you're in the LA area, every go. third Wednesday, there's an incredible comedy show at a place that looks like the inside of like like Anne Rice's brain. It's amazing. Oh, I'm a fan of Anne Rice, too. Oh, yeah. I have only read Interview with the Vampire, um, and I have a couple of other... The Lestat one is good. Yeah, I read that bad. one. Queen of the Damned. Queen, Queen of the, the Damned. Damned. Yeah. I yeah. read those in high school. Yeah, that's the right time. Yeah. That's the right time to read all the stuff that I'm reading now that I like skipped or missed out on oh. because I was like, you know, fucked up on some opiate or another right. for a long time and not like down to read all the shit. Um, but like I had, I, uh, so with all this downtime, like I found uh, a new love of reading and uh, like getting to stuff that I feel like I missed out like 10 years ago on that. like, and you're a super cool book centered curated Instagram. Oh yeah. I'm, I am now like, uh, like you're a book. Bookstagram. I'm, bookstagram. I am, I am a bookstagram. Am I going to have to follow you on the gram? Is that sure. Going on? Sure. What's your Instagram by the way? It's at Cosmo. Yeah. At Cosmo. At Cosmo share. Okay. Yeah. At Cosmo share. Yeah. We'll okay. spell it out for you. I love there. it. That's yeah. amazing. Follow him. He's got book racks. Yeah. Have you ever read old man's war? Old man's war. Who's is that? It's, Oh God. I'll text. I'll get your number after all, or follow yeah. you on Instagram. I'll show you. It's a really good book. It's okay. a, do you like, um, do you like, uh, uh Ender's game? Any Orson yeah. Scott kind yeah. of stuff? I read a long time ago, but you I, yeah. will adore old man's war. It's amazing. War. It's like, what if, Oh, it's that book you were telling me about. Yeah. That it's sounds what really if, good. What if, uh, and what if the, the people who fought in the war in Ender's game were elderly? Oh, is it, Orson Scott Card? No. Oh, it's not mm-hmm. okay. different. Different author. Okay, it's, it's really interesting. Okay, yeah, like I'm it. into it. Um, you guys both love Stephen King real hard. Oh yeah. How did Can you I tell f- you a side story? Yes, please. That happened to me at the Iliad. I don't think I what told happened? you this happened because it freaked uh, me let, out. Let's hear it. You guys chase the cats <laughs> around? <laughs> no, he was in one section. I was dicking around looking at these piles of books in the corner of the Iliad, mm-hmm. and there's a on the top was a copy of the Necronomicon. Yay. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to flip through it. And I go pick it up, and a sheet of paper falls out of it. And it's like a handwritten, like, spell. No. Like, oh, shit. shit. And I'm like, I just put it back and put the <laughs> down. And I'm like, I'm not fucking with that. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm too superstitious. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> you're secretly an old, you're secretly, like, an abuela. You were like, I am. I am like, oh. sort of, like, watching that likes Mexican news and believing everything. <gasps> you know what I mean? Like with yes. that. Like, a cat got stuck in a tree, but also this the neighbor tree. put a <laughs> X. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I am on board. <laughs> Premier Impacto, the world's... Uh, uh, that, that's so crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Mexican news is the best. Yeah. It is the best. Yeah. It's like a build... Like, it'll be like serious news stories they'll yeah. be like they're trying to take nafta down and also a building had a reflection of jesus and now hundreds <laughs> of people like walk it or like a statue cries real tears news at 11 <laughs> like oh, wow. it's amazing dolls walking on their own it's 
I had no idea. That's fantastic. awesome. I got to get on some of this Mexican That's fun. And then there's also a guy named uh, Walter Mercado, who is a, uh, if uh, all the unpops people, we did a, I, uh, my other podcast is all Latina focused. Okay. And uh, there's this person who reads everyone's horoscopes <sighs> and he looks like Liberace, like brown Liberace. Wow. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. And he just like, he goes and he just like in the most beautiful voice, he's just sort of like a, a feminine, like just fantastic person who's like Libra. And then he just like goes into your horoscope for the week. Wow. Yeah. Sounds great. It's a magical world. Okay. Should get into it. Sure. Uh, I'll get all the info. How are we all going to go see the new it movie when it comes out? Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I like the first one. Were you with us when we all went? Yeah. yeah it was we all me, went. You and yeah. It was like the eight people that went together. Yeah. Oh, we I went in a big group too children. to see yeah. it. That, so, so that's kind that movie in conjunction with uh, a thing that happened in my life like brought me into Stephen King's universe. What happened in your life? So I was um, <laughs> Jack Nicholson broke through the door. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I gotta know what The Shining's about. Um, the I was just uh, I had done this like weird uh, physical therapy move incorrectly and like it just led to me literally just being posted up on my couch for like four weeks or something no. like that yeah so I would go on the app next door mm-hmm. you know who I'm oh yeah. yeah so I see this post of uh, first edition Stephen King's uh, we w- we don't want them they came with the house we just bought. Please, please buy them off the haunted haunted house. Yeah, how a Stephen King novel starts. It, 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 really, it really is the start of a Stephen King yeah. book. So, so I buy like ten of these first editions, and I read Pet Cemetery right off the bat. And um, I, I just had gotten bored with watching the uh, all the stuff that I wanted to watch on Netflix. I already watched it all, so I'm like, uh I was just tired of watching stuff. So you I needed like to... Full House. Fuller yes, House. Yes, exactly. Frasier. Frasier again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Frasier's the best. Frasier's Frasier, great. Frasier is the yeah. best. Co- yeah, Kelsey Grammer. Do you remember yeah. how much that dog made per episode? I don't know that fact. Oh, it's a horrible <laughs> it's like, sound for the podcast. That's fine. I'm pouring sparkly water. He's pouring sparkly water. This <laughs> podcast is sponsored by Water That Makes You Fart. <laughs> Um, Thanks. I also interrupted you as far I'm sorry. I will jump in. No, no, it's fine. Um, just you know, I, w- I was on the couch for a long time, and I wanted to just start reading again. I read all of Gillian Flynn's books, okay. or Gillian Flynn, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. Mm-hmm. And Is it Gillian? Yeah. Okay, Gillian Flynn's novels. Uh, what are those novels? They are Sharp Objects, which is now an oh. HBO miniseries. Yeah. Um, Dark Places. Uh, most famously, though, is Gone Girl. Oh, that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that Ben Affleck movie. By yeah. the end of that movie, I was like, I hope everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, that, they were a bunch of... sucks in the story. They, they were a bunch of very unlikable characters. That's yeah. kind of where she shines, though, yeah. is... Uh, it, I think in Dark Places, the main character actually has a lot of redemptive qualities, but, the, but she just writes kind yeah. of uh, gross people. Really gross people. Yeah. Um, but I love reading that stuff. I know. You know, I want to read about the... Humanizing. I, I, I want to read about the antagonist's story, though. I want to know... I want to read that bit. Ooh, you I ever like, read R.R. Martin's books? 
Uh, not yet. Okay. But I will be getting into them. I will. When, yeah. We'll talk. Because there is, when you get to A Feast of Crows, mm. you get to read from Cersei Lannister's okay. perspective. Mm. And she's my favorite character to read. And she's so much worse and so much crazier in the book. <laughs> and she is insane. She is just like, okay. you're like, oh, what a dark piece of shit. I can't wait to get into George R. R. Martin. And uh, Gillian Flynn's latest publication called The Grown Up is dedicated to him. Because oh. she he asked her <gasps> to contribute to this like collection that he was curating. Yeah. And um, she was like, okay, fine, I'll write a little something. And she wrote this like 60 or 70 page story for him. And, and then published it independent of that collection too. And it's it's good little homage to ghost Aww. stories and like all that shit. So that's really cool. That. Yeah, she, she's awesome. But so I read all of her stuff and then I just got into Stephen King and people have been recommending Stephen King like pretty insistently to me as a writer that I should read his Dark Tower series. Yeah. Um, which... Just became a show, right? Uh, I think so. I think they're gonna do... On the flicks? Yeah, is it Netflix or Amazon? Some something picked it up though. Um, pick, yeah, yeah someone has the uh, the rights for that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but the um, but yeah, I read the Dark Tower series. It took me a long time to get through it, but as I was reading, was like thousands of pages. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> it's seven or eight books, and it's like altogether. I think they counted like forty two hundred pages or something yeah. like that. Crazy. Um, so it took me a little while to get through that. Um, but while I was reading this, I was reading a lot of his other stuff, and it was just. He just wrote about, he writes about childhood really, uh, yeah. really magically and, and beautifully. Oh, yeah he, do, yeah, he touches on addiction. I think he's actually been sober a long time himself. And, like, so he's just writing what he knows. Um, <laughs> like, reading The Shining as someone in recovery is incredibly frustrating. Oh. Because it's just unchecked oh, like, yeah. addiction. A, addiction behavior. Jack Torrance is the uh, unrecovered alcoholic. This is what we look. This is what happens yeah. when, when you don't dry. when you don't do a, work a program and wow. you're <laughs> yeah. You lose your mind and you murder some people. Oh. <laughs> I mean, correct. Yeah. Well, that was kind of the. I mean, that's the whole thing. That's the allegory. That's the yeah. like the truth in there, you know. And he uh, the fact that he's writing it as he's dealing with his own addiction is interesting too. Oh yeah, he didn't get sober until like ten years after writing The Shining. Too. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. All these so, books he wrote in touching on addiction while he was actively an addict. So, and what is if no one's jumped in on the Stephen King train, which I haven't, which is the one to start with? Which book? Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's only like four to pick from. <laughs> You're hilarious yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, I would go to his earlier stuff. Yeah, earlier I'd go to stuff. I uh, am in the process of reading them chronologically by publication date right now. Yeah, I ain't got that kind of time. Just give me the greatest hits. Oh. <laughs> um, Go to Salem's Lot. Salem's Read Salem's Lot, Lot then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Carrie's good, but like it's Salem's Lot is a much more polished novel. Yeah. Weirdly, I was allowed to watch Carrie as a child. They used to just play anything on TV. Was this his well, basic? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what would you yeah. say? I was like allowed. They would just play anything on TV. You could yeah. watch Carrie. You could watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On television. There was they on <laughs> like was uh, on, TV. <laughs> on Channel Five Saturday afternoons. They yeah. played all types of stuff. It was yeah. like a kids movie, a yeah. horror movie, uh, just a regular drama, like all, all types of stuff. Crap. You'd be watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then the next movie would be like, "Here's something that's gonna give you nightmares forever." How yeah. about how about that? Yeah. Halloween watch, too. I watch these <laughs> YouTube right. blocks of. 80s and 90s uh, commercials. Cartoon. Oh, yeah. Commercial. Oh, nice. It's, that's I'm a that's a YouTube hole to go down. It's amazing, and it makes me feel like a human being, and Aww. I love it so much. But anyway, it'll be these commercial blocks in between 
a show. And so the guy that edits them together will leave in the bumps at the beginning and end of the commercial blocks for whatever mm. the show is. <laughs> and a lot of time it's like the ABC Sunday night movie. And um, one of them was The Shining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm they like, Jack Nicholson on one? Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, this is mm-hmm. like the Sunday night. Isn't this like when the families get together and like watch... The Sunday. It was so weird. Yeah. Did, was it like presented as a family movie? Like no, on no, no. Family it channel like or ABC something? Family. Okay. There was no such thing as ABC Family for years. Yeah. And then they no, just like just invented like, yeah. that. So the Fosters would have a place to call home. Right. <laughs> yeah. Was, but yeah. But I remember watching on ABC, they, uh, Sunday nights, they played all like the more family friendly stuff. It wasn't like Yeah, it like was like, that, a, it was like the weekend, everyone's like together around the TV kind of a thing, but we're going to yeah. watch The Shining. So this is what happens to your family if you aren't good Christians, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> That's a, that is funny. Craziest moment out of recovery yeah. while you were using. <sighs> okay. Um, I bet it has to do with your butt. Yeah, um, that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. mine did too. That, yeah. um, well, I mean, just how I used heroin was kind of nuts because, like, we uh, I, I started using Vicodin after the surgery when I was fifteen, and that uh, over the years. What turned, did you have a surgery for when you were fifteen? If you don't mind me asking, I, I don't mind. It, I had a varicose vein in my right leg that oh. uh, was like unsightly. Getting, yeah, it was pretty gross and painful too. Like oh, it was like going okay. through my knee, like my Whoa. kneecap area. Uh, yeah, so it was kind of it was. Gross, so they gave me um, a bunch of Vicodin after that. and uh, Fair. You know? Yeah, yeah. you just take off with it. Yeah. And I'd had uh, Vicodin before that, too, because mm-hmm. I had had this other, um, uh, sur- like, dental surgery, and they gave me Vicodin at 12 years old, too. So, like, I'd, had al- I'd already been exposed to this stuff, and uh, it was, over the years, it just turned... Uh, I just got to, around to heroin, <laughs> and <laughs> one thing led to another. Yeah, prescription doesn't last forever. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, <sighs> but just how I, how we used to do heroin, me and my friends, like uh, we would take the needles off the syringe and stick it up our butt. Yeah, keystring. Yeah. Oh, keystring. Yeah. 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 Plugging. We called plugging. it plugging. Yeah. 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 The other, that kid called it boofing the other night. Boofing. Oh, okay. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Boofing. Um, it was boofing. A, where was that? At the. After the meeting, we went to get pizza. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, said that. You, you like described how you did it, and he goes, "Oh, you guys are boofing it." Boofing it. Oh man, I that wow. went over my head. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that was. I mean, that was part of the craziness. Like, I always, I got it in my head that uh, the best way to kick heroin was to drop acid and like go up to the Santa Susana Mountains and like. You romanticized it. Yeah. We also bonded over our mutual shared drug use in the mountains around Simi Valley in California. Yeah. (laughs) I once dropped acid, wandered into the desert, and watched Full Moon. Children. We were 13. We watched (laughs) the Hale-Bopp Comet fly over an Arizona sky. That's what we did. Yeah, like, and you know what? I regret. Wow. I fucking That's regret nothing. Like I regret, Heaven's Gate. Like no. Heaven's Gate. Yeah, because it was like it was that month, and like we just we just sat on the desert floor and we just watched the comet all night. Yeah. And I talked too much, like now. Okay. But 
it was uh, <laughs> fair. Um, it was. It was. Uh, I regret nothing. I, I. I. know. As an addict, we're supposed to have these like moments where we're like, "Oh, everything I did was bad." No, that was pretty dope. If you're gonna oh, kick open, yeah, your third I hate eye, it when people say that fun. because if it wasn't fun, we wouldn't have done it. Exactly. Yeah, I have yeah. a lot of nostalgia from yeah. my teen years. I was, after all, still a teenager, right? Right. So like, yeah. there's a lot of crazy stuff that I got into that I feel nostalgia for. Are you ever afraid you broke your brain a little bit? Because I don't. Yeah. I shouldn't have been that's like that's yes. some like dune shit like fucking giving the fetus too much yeah spice i was like why did I, you get the I'm, spice so young yeah i'm i <laughs> do have that like it's a like a phobia that like oh man am i like just kind of sizzling somewhere and like not this is all just some like like pot dream or like some acid, oh, acid dreams yeah i'm a, i'm afraid that my brain is like like just damaged like somebody threw oh this like you have wet brain but it's like acid brain yeah like, like i have out. hallucinogen brain or something yeah you no, i get kids, that the permafried ones yeah. yeah that's what we used to call them Perma-fried. i don't know what they call them now yeah permafried i re- yeah that was the scary word i was yeah. like oh man is that me no, i don't know but no, like, i don't even, think so yeah no, you really seem s- fine yeah, yeah. yeah. Seem okay we're friends i mean yeah i'm yeah. pretty normal <laughs> you have a lot of taxidermy birds in your house to I call just, yourself okay, normal. Oh, I, do I don't know about this. I do collect I, dead birds, but like, <laughs> I don't kill them. I'm not like a cat. <laughs> I haven't even like observed. Any of what an so. amazing defense! I'm not, I'm not like I can't, a I can't cat. Really turn <laughs> That's so cute. Um, oh my god, uh, the. <laughs> so that was your was that the moment did i interrupt you i'm, I'm terrible right oh now. i mean i mean it was just there's not one moment that's crazy yeah, like a lot of it's a blur of, like there was yeah. a time where i hand washed my car while getting fucked up on green apple smirnoff you know what i mean like Hilarious. that was that was a cool moment Why crazy moment like <laughs> yeah um like that's a level of drunk green I, apple I got so yeah. drunk it's all we could get we were like 16 cleaning yeah. yeah no i needed to get okay so i was uh i was 16 i have mm-hmm. my own car mm-hmm. i needed to say i i thought by saving money for car washes i could just hand wash it but then i went and spent got yeah, uh, paid someone else to go get me the green apple smirnoff and that's all they were able and willing uh, to get us so you know you, you you get what you can you're a kid i'm gonna get yeah. you a candy flavored one yeah Gross. yeah um, mine was when i was a teenager is always ice cold jägermeister oh god i didn't try jägermeister for the first time until i was in uh germany oh, okay. and like that was my uh, weekend routine when i was like a younger teenager was to uh, hang out with my uncle get a few bottles of Jägermeister, put them in the freezer. Oof. We'd hot knife a bunch of hash and watch Pink Floyd's The Wall over and over again. <laughs> that is fucking awesome, though. <laughs> See, like, they're uh, good times. That time. was a lot of fun for a while. <laughs> yeah. Like, it wasn't fun after, you know, a period of time, but also... That's hilarious. That's great. Like... I love that. <laughs> seared into my brain, that film is. Fam- Do you um, ever watch it now? I kind of can't, because it just takes... <laughs> I've seen it so many times, and oh, also man. when I watch it, it just puts me back, like, yeah. oh, sure. into that, like, because oh, yeah. we just watch it all the time. We would smoke it was either that or we danced to 80s synth <laughs> um, Wow. Wow. My uncle was a time. Yeah. He has not stopped partying. Go. I mean. He's still going. How's he doing? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> it is very depressing, actually. Um, oh, no. My mom and him live together. and What? And I. My mom. Spiritual giant, your mom? Yes. 
who just loves yelling at him about his active addiction. Oh. And I'm like, Mom, stop yelling at him. So she is like, stop. She's like, so, so her recovery is like subdivided between like being this like amazing recovery rock star yeah. and then just like a codependent rage fest. Yeah, I think part of it is um, <laughs> she's like worried about him and that if she lives with him, she can kind of like hmm. keep tabs on him. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's the same guy that brought that hooker when I was 14. Was that you I was telling you? Yeah, brought a hooker. Oh, home. you just told me that a couple days ago yeah. or last week. Yeah. So, you know, he's uh, he's a party guy. Oh, man. We've all got those party people but in our lives. You yeah, know, the, woo. Yeah. Let's get tattoos <laughs> together. You're not 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a blast. That's crazy. Uh, but the whole idea, like, there was a lot of boring times while I was getting fucked up too. Like, so yeah. say the yeah. craziest time, like, yeah, there was some weird shits and like the way we got fucked up or the, like the, I mean, there was a time that we used to go score heroin down in, uh, what's now really nice Koreatown. Um, but like 10, 12 years ago was not no, like that. And, yeah. um, my friend, oh, the adorable little white boy just going down to Koreatown, which is secretly where Korean and El Salvadorian people just like clash on the daily. Right. <laughs> yep. 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 And there was the, this dude, Vinny. Uh, yeah, the Vinny. Vinny. Um, yeah. Is that how he said it? Hi, my name's Vinny. <laughs> I don't remember how he said it. Yeah. Um, That's probably not even his name. Yeah, it's probably like, not. What you called him in your head. <laughs> but my friend thought he could pull a fast one on him and like this dude carries a rusty knife you know and it's like come on man let's just get our what we came down here for let's just pay, you know like let's not make a like a let's what not get a, killed yeah. right now you know? what a baller intimidation tool to be like not only is it, it a, knife, a knife it is rusty, rusty yeah yeah it's it, rusted with the blood of people who tried to cheat pull like one over pull on one me. over yeah <laughs> no we drove down in my like 2000 2001 honda accord i thought i was such a badass for having this like silver 2001 honda accord yeah got the windows tinted and shit like this is how we would drive down and like that, i had this that's like pretty cool <laughs> sure um that model was nice that was like one of the last boxy hondas too like they started getting all round after that right. Anyway, uh, yeah, so there's like a bunch, there's some crazy moments, there's some like very scary moments. There was this time, oh, I got like, I was so fucked up. Uh, this was like just before I tried to get sober for the first time. Uh, we had just finished plugging and we went and then, <laughs> boofing, boofing. And, um, we went to go see There Will Be Blood. And Oof. I watched that movie for the first time there fucked up boof. on heroin. Yeah, there will be boof. There will be boof. There will be plug. Um, Unacceptable. <laughs> you didn't like that part. There will be boof. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so that so there's a bunch of, like it was yeah. always it was also like boring as shit too yeah like all that downtime in between trying to score yeah just being too strong out to do anything and yeah yeah exactly my towards the end when i was just constantly blacked out i would wake up often i call it my winnie the pooh phase because i'd wake up (laughs) wearing only a shirt I don't know why, but just naked from the waist down, like clutching a bottle of vodka like, <laughs> on the floor somewhere. That's a that's a great image. Yeah, that's... it's fun when people find you like that. Yes, and you have to be like, no, I'm fine. Have this you... happens all the time. Yeah, totally. Don't worry. Have I ever told you? 
that Stuart and I, we have this game where, like, one of us will leave the room and, uh, like, come back with a glass of water, and he'll just be wearing no pants. So right. He'll just be <laughs> the poo in it, just like, hey, how's yeah. it going? He thinks it's very funny. Dicks out to Jesus. <laughs> we just, <laughs> so we'll just play this game on each other all the time. It's a fun. It's a, it, we're gross. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just remembered of another really weird-ass thing. Let's hear it. I... Uh, I was like 18 or 19 years old and I w- had a very strong ecstasy phase and I had bought um, this whole, this little vial of like uh, just uh, MDMA, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, Molly, it was Molly. Yeah. And like, um, I remember just like t- uh, snorting this, like half of this vial, like <laughs> uh, all to myself <laughs> sure. and getting fucked up and like going from my plate, like I wound up walking like between like three and five a.m. just like going on this crazy like three to five mile <laughs> tour urban hike right <laughs> and like it's five o'clock in the morning and I'm coming down six o'clock in the morning urban like that. hike yeah. is that what we call just getting fucked up and wandering yeah the that's, that's what urban hiking is guys <laughs> yeah yeah if you've exactly. ever done meth um. <laughs> exactly the walk of an urban hike which is just like a man with no or woman with no shoes just being like I'm gonna get this yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was like. I like my cheeks were chewed raw, and like I was at this one coffee bean at Reseda and Ventura, six o'clock in the morning. I know that coffee. They had just opened. They had just opened. I called a friend of mine. I was like, "Hey, man, I don't really remember how I got here, but I'm sitting in a coffee bean here at this spot. Can you please come?" pick me up and like bring me home and we can like hang out and i'll take like sunday morning shit <laughs> six o'clock in the morning and like, like church or yeah sure church whatever <laughs> just like i'll take you out for brunch man like just come pick me up like, I'll just, <laughs> yeah that's it's that's it's molly it, brunch time yeah that is <laughs> no that, well that would be molly dinner time right? like six a.m i don't know yeah. the but not, but he came like this dude he was awesome he's a good, great old friend of mine and, like he came and like got me back home and like uh, that was like one of the first red flags for me. Like yeah. the, the way the way that <laughs> yeah. my friend reacted to me, like I was like, dude, are you, are you like what? I'm like, what's Worried going on about, with you? Yeah, yeah what is happening? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, so that was one of the first. Yeah, not wearing any pants. <laughs> I had pants. I'll, I'll yeah. admit, yeah. I had pants. You're yeah. doing better than I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> my rock bottom was no bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you make decisions in your life Mm. um man i know these are some motherfuckers yeah because you know if you think about the third step it's like a spiritual decision and everybody kvetches over it or some people just make it i was just like sure whatever yeah you know um I am an indecisive perfectionist. I'm sure all, uh, a lot of addicts and alcoholics can like talk, like relate to that, yeah. like juxt or whatever. Uh, but I don't making any kind. Sometimes, like, just what shirt to wear, it like will bog me down. You know, like mm-hmm. that. I've had moments like that. But like how I make a decision, my the way my sponsor kind of goes me through it sometimes is like. We have this little pilot light of intuition in our guts, in our proverbial Aww. guts, and no matter how like big or small the flame is, it's going to be there. So let's get quiet 
and just listen to that for a moment and uh, kind of touch base with touch base with God and oh. and like like kind of like it's it's a glorified hunch right that's kind of what yeah. he's referring to but it's like it's it's a beautifully glorified thing like it, but that's kind of it is like learning to trust my hunches and my instincts about like uh just go to that interview job interview you know like just do yeah. it just go um and like like just just do it just like make, yeah. make make a decision about going like i don't really worry too much or try i try not to think too much about like is the of giving myself too many options like just take just do one option just do it just pick one yeah. like kind of almost at random and just like kind of do something do the thing do it yeah um so i'm trying to like learn to listen to my intuition and my gut on stuff and uh i've yeah i i don't know it's not like it, it, it to describe it it sounds very like mental illnessy but like i like have uh this whole thing where like I just, I can't leave the house if I, like, wear that shirt on that day or some shit like that. So it gets to, like, that point on, like, on a micro level, but on a bigger level, like, I try to just, like, let it go and just, like, make something. Is this your Friday shirt? (laughs) Uh, It became that, yeah. It's a good Friday shirt. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's, yeah, you just gotta do the thing. Yeah, you just gotta do it. Just go. Like, I... Had a couple of job interviews this week. I don't know what's going to happen with them, uh, but I didn't really want to go on them. But, like, they are what was made available to me. So the decision to go is a no-brainer at that point. You don't have to accept the job. That is true. I do not have to accept the job. But I I felt obliged to myself to go on the job interviews, you know? like that's the. Well, I hope you get the job. I hope you get the opportunity to turn it down if you so desire to turn it down. That would be very if cool. If it's not like the correct thing for you. Yeah, exactly. But it sounds That's like cool. you want to change. Um, oh yeah, no, I definitely want to change. Like I, uh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I want to change. Like I want to, ah, man, like, so like a big decision in my life right now is to be like, do I go back to my writing? Do I go back to my acting? Do I go back? Like, there's a lot of like big changes that I can like pursue, but like, I don't like making that decision. Like I'm still like working on how to make that decision. Like how, what actions I would have to take and stuff like that, you know? And like, do I actually want to go back into that or, or not? So there's a, I mean, I think making decisions is a. Uh, it just requires contemplation for me now. Like I, I don't know how contemplative I've ever been, but like I need to like actually sit and meditate on stuff and yeah. like let things and weigh options and like make a pros and cons list and shit like yeah. that. Sometimes you know, so whether that I actually write it down or it's just in my head and I go over it and whatever. Like yeah, I have to like actually weigh <laughs> shit out now. Can I codependently fix it for you? <laughs> okay. Make That's the thing. subtitle of this podcast, by the Can way. Can I put a codependently? <laughs> yeah. That's a subtweet of the couple of the podcast. Uh, maybe make a thing and act in it yourself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
that that was the plan for like like a five minute thing. The yeah. kids aren't watching anything that's over fifteen minutes anyway. <laughs> the kids, they're not. Most of the tour guides have I take kids to see like YouTube stars' houses. They don't like the the people who are going to buy the art that we make are probably very young, and mm, wow. so. Be, I mean, be prepared to, you know, it could be a good training tool to be like, how do I do this in five minutes? Yep. Do you need to use the restroom? No. <laughs> I just had a big, big burp that I did not want to go on. You can burp directly into that uh, microphone. Okay. It's okay. fine. It is so, I've done this it's podcast. Boys. Yeah. I, I've done this podcast driving. I've done this. I've on someone else's podcast had them pause it so I could vomit. That was like a thing. Whoa. I got really, I was, I was just telling you, I had yeah, all yeah. problems. I was like one moment and I had to like run outside and throw up. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Right. Don't even worry about it. You're fine. Yeah. Um, cool. My good buddy Kyle and I shoot sketches. Every once in a while. Okay. Yeah. So Good to know. We have all the equipment necessary. That's awesome. And and I have, like, scripts. Like, I've yeah. written shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I can take... And because none of them have been made, I can literally just go back and take a piece of yes. that and, like, revamp that. Yeah. Like, there's stuff yeah, that freedom. I can... Yeah, there's, there's stuff for me to move on to and, like, to do. Um, uh, the car accident really shook me, though. And, yeah. like, I've been... My number one priorities have been my physical and uh, emotional and spiritual recoveries. That right? was so like, me last year. Just like, what do I need to do to fix this? Because I'm tired of feeling crazy. But I want to like integrate it, right? Yes. Like I want to like make mm. stuff happen via me working a program, which doesn't seem to have really, other than me just like getting in touch with a higher power, which th- these are not things that I'm negating at all. Like these, this is like, this is the work, right? This is what we, yeah. this is the, my, my therapist like got on my case on it the other day about like why I, I was like having this existential moment where I, uh, I'm 29 years old and I haven't really got, oh, I haven't 29. begun my, I haven't begun my, when do I begin my legacy? When can I actually like, the thing that I want to leave behind when, I, when she's when she, first of all, she's like, "Why are you thinking about your death right now?" And like, <laughs> "Why are you?" <laughs> Great question. I'll answer it because between twenty nine and like thirty, people go bug fuck because uh, they're like, "What have I done?" Like, okay. "Oh god!" And then at thirty rolls around and you wake up one morning and you're like, "Oh my legs, my legacy can happen now because I don't care anymore." Okay. Because right. I'm gonna listen to Blink One Eighty Two and you can judge me all day, Deborah, <laughs> like or whatever. Like, just fucking be you. Yeah. That's the thing that happens. In the best thing about turning 30 is you don't give a fuck anymore. It's okay. like the best, Cosmo. I cannot okay. tell you how aggressively fun yeah, it is. I'm, so, I'm so scared of it, it's though. So it's so weird. Cool. It's so fucking cool. Because then you're just going to like wake up, wake up on money. It's like, I'm 30. I have nothing left to lose. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, you got this. Um, yeah, when, uh, something else that she, my therapist added on top of this is like, but you've been sober for almost three years and you're making all this stuff you're making yourself available to this stuff now. You're making this stuff yeah. able to be happening. Like you can handle something like this now. You can handle a piece of success now. You're going to be more comfortable with this, with doing what you're doing sober and working a program. And I'm like, but there's so many other people who've like, I sort of just kept comparing my like success or lack thereof. And like, but so many people like get successful and then they recover. And it's like, okay, whatever. Like, my, that was my therapist. Like, whatever. Like, just this yeah. is who this is who you are. Right, you yeah. know. So I like, started doing stand up at twelve years clean. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, you don't. It doesn't have to go that way. Yeah. You don't have to be this romantic idea that we have to be a disaster and then like, 
and then we can recover after that. It's like, there's no, it really fresh. It really, we have a mutual friend. It just really frustrates me when the conversation comes down to, but what if I won't be interesting? Because that was a thing I struggled with for my, my first five years hard. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, that's another thing. Like, okay, so I'm 29 and I'm within my first five years of sobriety and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So in three years is a good crazy year. It's a good okay. like it's a good like anxiety provoking like ah like yeah. Yeah. I remember from like three to five I was just like my brain all of my thoughts were like ah yeah I want a burrito ah! I want a burrito like, yeah. Yeah. like the whole sure. time cool. okay yeah, it gets rough yeah. <laughs> okay, thank so, you. It's real. Damn, it's like, so real. It's so worth it. But it it's feels so like real. it's been so rough already. Though. It really. You, know you have not had a good, yeah. go, uh, not not like the easiest time of it. I definitely, yeah. Yeah. and that's a testament to like how hard you work your program and like what a gem of a person and how like willing you are to work it. Because most people would have been like. I had like half a thing go wrong with my body and I was just like, well, fuck you, God. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> well, I didn't want to get loaded, but I did want to punch a puppy. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. Like, I I, I can't even punch a puppy because I'll throw my fucking shoulder out and like aggravate my, <laughs> my injuries. <laughs> like, that's been the whole so frustrating thing. Like, I can't scream into the pillow or scream at that person yeah. and I want to let stuff out. But when I do, that, that muscle pulls a little bit. Oh, that little tendon feels rough. It's like something is aggravated. I'm having all this, like, it's been a cro- it's become a chronic pain issue. And like, how do I handle chronic pain sober? But that may include like listening to doctors' instructions to take some and medicines most- that I used to abuse and be addicted to at one point, yeah. and like how do I like navigate that? But the um, and by the way, that's between your doctor, your sponsor, and your higher power. Oh, There's yeah, a totally. Really great I, uh, pamphlet in my program called "In Times of Illness," mm. and it is the boss applesauce. It's like ten pages of like this is nobody's business, and you'll know if you're relapsing. I, I'm on. I'm on that page. Like I, I haven't read that pamphlet, but that's kind yeah. of where I'm at about this. I don't. Yeah openly shared at every er, just any meeting you know what I mean like there's a meeting that uh, Jared and I go to that I trust a lot of the guys there and like I can be open about detoxing off of tramadol sober like Mm -hmm. that was uh, that was a pretty annoying yeah, experience to say that you have to detox <laughs> like, because for my surgery i had to take tramadol and a it didn't really help and b mm. <laughs> i can't imagine having to detox off of something that doesn't really help that much yeah i mean it <laughs> helped. like what a bummer <laughs> it definitely helped as much as it did if that makes sense yeah. like i uh it did its job it did its job it's Good. not heroin though you know it's not oxycontin it's not yeah. that it it did what tramadol is supposed to do and it helped my back a bunch um Good. but like it was three months have gone by and I'm like, oh, I should probably get off of this now because I was using it as instructed this whole time mm-hmm. for that length of period. Of time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, but this is like, eh, this is like edging on some, uh, this feels like a long time. I don't, I don't know. Let me try to get off of it. I couldn't yeah. do it on my own. I called a friend who works on detox. She helped me like, like figure yeah. this out. I'd talk about the sponsor, consulted my practitioner, blah, 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 blah. I got off of it and it was just like this, like, it was just so fucking annoying. It was so like. Remember when you went on a date, like in the middle of your detox? Ooh. With that girl? What? And I, I came and picked you up and Sherman up. Oh, oh my God, what happened? Yes. And I, I picked that you up. That was a good and date. And I'm like, though. you're crazy right now. <laughs> that, I'm like, where were you? And you're like, oh, I was on a date with this girl. I'm like, really? I'm like, how did it go? Yeah, we're like, not talking anymore. But I feel, like, I feel like that was. It, went, it wasn't a bad date, though. It no, wasn't a bad date. Like, we had a nice conversation. Yeah. I don't think there was like. Did you have like there. a wild look in your 
your eye, though? Were you oh, probably. It definitely looked like a horse that had just seen a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> was he, like, sweaty? <laughs> I don't think it was sweaty. It was definitely like that eyes rolling in the head kind of thing. Oh, like when oh, I showed up man. to the meeting yeah, having like a panic the, attack. Like, you look, yeah, exactly. In the middle of a panic yeah. attack. I'm like, I'm here to recover. <laughs> I was not very aware of myself at a certain point. When it's, yeah. when I, well, it's it, hard they, when you're going through all of that to like have context and like be yeah, grounded. In certain yeah, things. yeah, yeah. It was... But I mean, I haven't known you an incredibly long amount of time. But like, even like from when I first met you to now, we've made like incredible progress. Just like cool. Thank with you. I'll take it. all thing and like the other stuff. Just like in general, you seem like we've been putting forth a lot of like effort and work. One of the things that like got in the way of any relapse, though, I feel like is like I got scared. Like my neck didn't work right. Like it's it's I'm like light years from where I was a year yeah. and a half ago, but. Um, and like right a few months after the accident, but my neck doesn't work right, right? So if I'm like having a beer and like that gets out of hand, that escalates, like yeah. I'm not aware of my body or pain mm-hmm. of it. And so like when I get sober the next, when I'm sober the next day or the next month or whatever it turns into, uh, I might fuck my shit up. And right. I don't like, wa- I don't want to further um, injure myself. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's, I, I can also say like, well, fuck it, you know, like I'll, I will just injure myself, but like, it's I, not- I don't all, I don't always feel like that is my decision, though, right? I, like, there's, yeah, uh, I'm, I've been developing a relationship and like seeking God in some way or mm-hmm. other for a long time, and so like, yeah. I feel like there's some, there's a. Like I do, and I don't have agency on that decision of like me relapsing or not. Sometimes, so I don't know. Uh, that that's a complicated topic that I don't have the right words for all the time with. But like, mm-hmm. I do feel intervened upon a lot. Like, it's like about that. about a relapse, you know, about relapsing yeah. or some shit. Like, I feel like there's stuff, stuff beyond my control that is yeah. n- helping me not right. relapse and shit. Yeah. So. There's the that phrase don't uh, don't leave five minutes before the miracle. Yeah, I'm like that's kind of like that's yeah. mo- like there's a motivating little yeah. uh, axiom or uh, saying, saying, you know, bumper uh, sticker. Yeah, that's a nice little what it is. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a nice little bumper sticker bumper because like sticker. that's motivating though. Like yeah. oh shit, it's, it's the carrot. Hope. It's the carrot. It's the yeah. carrot. My mom. I mean, just like as a, maybe a little parable or whatever. My mom, she uh, had like fused discs in her back mm. and her neck, and she um, would get high or start drinking again and mm. fuck them up again and and my family was always in denial about like well she just has all these weird health problems it's like nah bitch be loaded like yeah. Yeah. like she can't she can hang and um she does have health problems she does of, yeah. yeah those are complications <laughs> of the disease guys yeah. um yeah. and it you know it was it was really tragic because she ended up basically dying from those complications and oh, um it's one of those things of like it never got better for her mm. and it never did whereas i would see other people get injured or have knee replacements or i myself went through some health problems and it gets better mm. you know it's never going to get better for me if i get loaded yeah i already see that in yeah. in play though like yeah and all the practitioners that have been taking care of me over the last since my accident who know my case well and trust me mm-hmm. about me navigating this pain and explaining it and yeah like that um 
they've given me, it's a long-term recovery. They, this, they yeah. give me like, years. this is, this is a, you have to scale this on years, not months or days mm-hmm. or weeks, right? This is a, a year's thing. This is a two, like two, three years or so. So I had a doctor tell me, he said, I can tell already that you're going to expect to be better right away. And he said, I want to tell you, it mm. takes five minutes to demolish a house and it takes years to rebuild it. And you have to rebuild this house. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> what I'm heavy doing. shit to yeah. hear. Yeah. It's yeah. really heavy. It was like, you mean I don't have control over this? I can't Mm. just like drink some protein powder and do some squats and call it a day? Like, fuck you. I was so mad. Yeah. You're still mad. I'm so mad. I get every two days. I talk to you every day on the phone. (laughs) I get so mad at my body. So mad. I just want to kick the patriarchy again. I know. I just want to kick it right in the lat. (laughs) Right in the lat. I just want to break a rib again. I just want to beat men up. I can't help it. Um, But. Yeah, it was it was a good time. It was it was a time. Um, what but question are we on? I don't even know, man. We gotta get we we are ramble bamboo. The last it. thing that I remember you guys asking me was my craziest time. It was decisions, I think. Oh, wasn't it? What is the? If you're listening, God bless you. What is your? What is the thing you've learned about yourself? Like the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself? Um. Hmm. Hmm. The amount of pain I can endure. <laughs> yeah, because um, opiates will tell you opiates will tell you all day you can't endure any pain. Mm, yeah. That's why opiate and benzodiazepine addicts are uh, the hardest to be in a treatment center around because yeah. they're just like <laughs> I hate this. Yeah, <laughs> air touching my skin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've had to really gauge like where my pain is coming off of the tramadol, right? And. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's still really bad, you know. But like yeah. I can, but I was only on the tramadol for like a few months. But this, I've been dealing with this for like almost thirty months. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like for like almost two years or whatever. Right. Uh, or yeah, so less than thirty months, whatever. Um, but like a long time, and like I, um, I can take it, but like I guess like that's the, the that's the thing. I can take it, but like let's work to ease it and yeah, yeah. Rid of it. you should and have to let's fix that, the problem but that, but that kind of goes with this right so like yeah. i i'm so su- one thing that has surprised me is how much i can endure or mm-hmm. will allow myself to endure but also my diligence regarding my recovery not just uh my physical one you resilient as fuck cosmo uh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um also, I can finish things too. I can. That's another thing. I left a lot of project. I've left a lot of projects unfinished, or just things in my life unfinished. And um, I have like finished. Just like on a on a much smaller level. Like I've just like I've read like way more books in the span of one year than I've ever had before. And like I can just do that now. I can have that. Like that's just like one small example of how yeah. I can. I just finished novel after novel after novel. Reading it. Writing it's another issue. You'll get there. Yeah, down yeah, the road. Yeah, you'll get there. Um, but, like, I can do that. These are, like, little things. I can, like, finish stuff. Love it. Yeah. Love it. What is, um, how, how do you, mm. what's your level of honesty? Hmm. <laughs> I can tell you're no. going to answer this really honestly because you took a second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I, 
say it's at a medium level. <laughs> it's medium spicy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I really want things to be good all the time. Right. And mm. so it's hard for me to be honest when it's not good. And then I get, and then it will get good again. And like, and I, am I allowed to be honest about being, letting it be good? And like, do I get stuck? I get like stuck in these ruts where like, I'm, I climb out of the, the rut, but I still, is it, Am I good? Can I be honest about me feeling good? Does that mean, does that like give the signal for shit to go bad again? Do I have to just like, let's just keep mm. it, uh, just keep it always kind of bad so that like nothing really disappoints? Just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, um, I have a lot of expectations of what people want to hear and shit. So I, uh, that kind of suede, you know, persuades my honesty or dishonesty, you know? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I try my best to be, uh, to check in before getting a question like that or just like something that would require me to be honest about, yeah. um, to be, uh, just to see what, like, is it okay for me to be honest about this right now? And like that kind of, deal. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honesty is a, it's, it's interesting because it should be a simple subject, but, you know, honesty without compassion is brutality. You don't yeah. want to have, you know, <clears throat> there's some stuff that maybe you don't want to be honest about because it's not your place. You know, mm. maybe someone's trying to put you in a role that you don't want to be in. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes it's just good to, you know, there's cash register honesty and there's self-honesty and there's, you know, honesty with your fellows. and yeah. Um, yeah, I, I withdraw a lot too, to prevent myself from like, so I don't have to lie or I don't have to be honest about anything. I just kind of will disconnect, um, and like just isolate and stay by myself and do my own thing. So I don't have to like, so I don't have to be honest because like I will, if I'm around a person, I'm going to just be a basket case honest. Like it's all going to be there and I don't want to be like that. And that's uncomfortable. Um, this is a basket case, like free zone. You could you can basket case what you want around us. That's pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's our thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I. Uh, I mean, yeah. The short answer to that, to my, yeah, me, me yeah, being honest, most is like, people's answer. Yeah. 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 Kind of. Sometimes well, like the little thing that happened to us in the diner tonight. You were Cosmo was in the bathroom and you looked over me and asked if you looked tired. <laughs> I had to answer for like a full minute. <laughs> he just stared at me with both love and fear in his eyes at the same time. And then he went, yeah, you look pretty tired. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, sorry, I was deciding whether or not I was going to lie to you. If it was going to be mean. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know I look awful. <laughs> I didn't say you looked awful. No, well, I, I said you looked tired. I do look tired. Um, I'm, I'm tired. Um, uh, so, uh, okay, wait. So Cosmo's standing up right now. There we go. We got that. Thanks, Jared. There you see. Perfect. Hello. See? I'm still with us. You are still with us. This is perfect. 
Yeah. What am I, the smartest? Um, yeah, it's worked out really well. Yeah, it does work out well. Um, you just, there's 15 foot of cord in there. Oh, wow. So if you want to take a trip, you could <laughs> see yeah. the other side of the I, apartment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cool. Um, I can turn around and stand and look at all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Nice. Check a, out the dead birds. Check over out the here. birds. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Perfect. The, um, how do you experience fear and anxiety? We talked a little bit about this at the diner. Um, well, I, hmm. my anxiety paralyzes me. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I have clinical anxiety, um, and there's, I, it freezes me up. I will like just stay in bed all day <laughs> when it gets bad um i i won't make any decisions like i yeah. don't like i won't act on anything that seems right or i won't understand what like that there is something to be done um yeah i i'm still learning how to like handle all of that and like how to actually work through it yeah me too yeah. everybody process that just evolves yeah. nothing you're ever done yeah with that kind of thing yeah you just get better at it yeah you know yeah. um i around 20 is when i had my first real like panic attack and uh, for the first three years of my diagnosis i just i was just drinking a bunch and like drowned it and then yeah. a couple years later I got sober and uh you know I I have a lot of post-traumatic stress stuff too and that like it's like it it uh it just it it's another way of me being immobilized and like uh from the car accident you mean like the from the car accident there's shit that went on like when I was a child too that like you know I didn't see the car coming right so like there was a lot of shit that happened when I was a child that were very unexpected and kind of a surprise, uh, surprise traumas. Um, like, it's not like I, it's not like I, uh, knew my dad was sick or something. He just kind of died like pretty suddenly one day, you know, like it was, there was no preparation to say goodbye. I was nine and like, I saw his body and shit and like, it was, uh, yeah, it was really scary. And and, like, it was, it was, trauma, it was very yeah. traumatizing. Grief, trauma, and, that's yeah, a lot. Yeah, so um, uh, kind of like giving myself time, giving myself like, uh, just giving myself some space to like be okay with not moving for a while. Like after this accident, I literally couldn't move. And so like that, I had to come to terms with my <laughs> my emotional inertia and like mm. my... Uh, my inertia regarding my career, my yes. inertia during this, because I, I, I was forced to just think about everything. Um, I went through that too. It was the worst. Yeah. It was the worst. Just this poor Jared. Did just the the shoulders. Of I a am champion. emotionally exhausted. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. All those calls of me just being between like, Cosmo. And oh gosh, Joseph. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm kidding. I, I love all of you. People, but no, you can still can. be exhausted and love us. And yeah, that's true. It's okay. But, I'll yeah. take that. We, we <laughs> love you too. It was just yeah. Joseph calling me daddy. That was the final. Oh, that, that's kind of. <laughs> I broke the camera's back. 
I can take a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Something about Joseph that makes you nuts. It's just where it all, it's where it all falls apart for me. That's <laughs> so anyway. funny. That's so funny. The, um, uh, but yeah, I totally understand that being stuck in your, suddenly I was stuck in my body with my feelings and I didn't like either very much. Yeah. I have it in my mind that I still don't know how to cope with anxiety, even though I cope with it uh, like almost yeah. on a daily basis. I find some way yeah. to get through it. And uh, I am just not uh, productive. That was in air quotes. I'm not productive through my anxiety. It, it, I don't like do anything, right? And so I have a lot of expectations, external expectations from family members and certain other people, other friends that like, why aren't you just moving through this stuff? And like, I tell them I am not, I don't know how to. Right. It's like, bro, it hurts to move. Yeah, <laughs> it literally hurts to move sometimes it's for like, me. What are you doing? Um, yeah, I mean, like, we uh, we have an obsession of productivity or busyness or yes. whatever in right. our society. Yes. And, like, I've been very unbusy in ways that society wants me to be busy. But you've been growing whatever. like a little spiritual plant. Yeah. Like a yeah, that's what that has been my business. Yes. That's yes. been my job yes. in the last couple of years. That is the hardest job. Um, it's the hardest job. Most yeah. people don't do it, and most people don't do it. Yeah, yeah, I guess not. Um, it just doesn't always look like I'm working on something. Yeah, you know. But like people that are close to you know that you are. Yeah, like yeah. I see it. Yeah, I'm never asking you like, why aren't you at work? <laughs> yeah, but what are Get you a doing? Job. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, really, I still I'm not totally ready to go back to work. Yeah. But I, it's the kind of thing that because the circumstances surrounding my accident, like I was not financially very provided for. That yeah. like I I did I did nothing for as long as I could. Yeah, and like let my money do what it did, and then like uh, I went back to work before I was ready to go back, and it worked out. It was cool. I was able to hold down one yeah. job for a couple of months this year, which was cool. It's a lot of progress there. Um, but I'm looking for work again, and I still don't feel totally, totally ready. But I'm just I'm doing it. You know, this is this is the ready or not, just go. And I think this is that that thing that I that I've been wanting to be able to do is like just work through, work in spite of keep going you know and like what if you asked your higher power to provide the exact right job for you right now what if um well we would just have to see what happens <laughs> after that i don't know i mean i would i i yeah okay one, uh, one okay so one time i was in a i was going through a breakup and i had to find an apartment my sponsor i swear to god she was like write down all the things that you want in this apartment that you can find hmm. and put it in your god box i wrote it down and I forgot to write one thing, which was a refrigerator. And in 72 hours, I found the apartment sans refrigerator. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and she was like, and when they handed me the key, she was like obsessed with Hello Kitty because she's like a fun cat lady. And they handed me the key and it was a Hello Kitty key. Huh. All right. Was that on your list? No, but it was just a little like I showed her and she was like, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> That's I was great. Like, okay. That's great. Um, yeah, well, maybe I'll just go write down a job that I want. Yeah, like, for... fuck it. Why not? Um, you know, uh, going back a little bit uh, to 
all this stuff that I've been reading, all these novels, getting back into fiction, and like really exploring the horror genre has been very therapeutic for me. Really? Yeah. Like in uh, what way? Um, it gives me some external thing to project my just stagnant fears onto, right? right? Um, my fears that are based in real traumas, but I... Uh, but they still they linger so long. They're just there. All this anxiety. But if I'm just if I'm reading about Jack Torrance going fucking crazy in a in a hotel, like that's yeah. just something for me to like allows me to feel my feelings and gives it some sort of context and gives it some yeah. sort of like way to just kind of like feel it and be okay with it. Yeah. Um, Stephen King was in a really bad car wreck. Uh, he was hit by a van back in 1999. And I didn't know this before I started reading. And, like, I was, like, he had, like, a two to three, four-year even recovery time. Yeah, he was fucked up. Yeah, he wow. wrecked his hip and his head got concussed and all this stuff. Um, I think he, uh, like, one of his legs still doesn't, like, work right and stuff like, from it. But, like, knowing this, just, like, the, the coincidence of it was just, uh, it just felt so good. Like, yeah. it just felt so right to me to, like... Like, oh, this guy, even though, yes, it happened at a, at a peak in his career, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter, though. That doesn't matter. It's like, this guy worked through it. This guy stayed sober through it. Because he's been sober, I think, since, like, 87 or something like that. Yeah, long time. Um, and, like, this happened in 99, and he stayed through it, sober through it, and he worked through it. But, you know what? He took two years off, and he, there was a couple, like, he had stuff already written that he was going to be able to publish in those times but he didn't act like he didn't sit down for like a year after he got hit by the van and it's like he actually took time to heal right mm -hmm. and like getting to know that was really important for me and like this is just the way i like i've been doing it. it's just been so great to like i don't know just like i've i've always been an avid reader and like i took a lot of years off not reading and like it's just been so good to like get back to reading because it's been influencing me it wasn't until i read stephen king that this two-year writer's block that i was in broke and like i yeah. saw how people like how something else could be written and like i started evaluating like my like genre preferences and stuff and like i'm like obsessed with horror novels right now and like there's a whole rabbit hole there to go <laughs> into you should see him at the alien <laughs> he just goes hard yeah it's like a it looks like the 1840s gold rush in there. He's just, <laughs> he's just panning for gold in that Hilarious. place. Like, <laughs> I always go into the Iliad, and I'm like, do you have a very specific self-help book? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, can I pet this cat? And they're like, if the cat's into it. And then yeah. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> those are some aloof fucking cats at the Iliad. I dig those cats. I'm they're allergic cool. to cats, and I like them. Like, I like cats despite my allergy to them, but, like, I... Um, I don't get like that crazy of a reaction when I'm there. Like so, there's been one time where I was there for like an hour or two. And like, by the time I was ready to yeah. leave, like I was like kind of wheezing and shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, worth ball. it. Just all worth the dust. In the yeah. Oh man. Between the dust and the cat. Yeah. Dander, yeah. It's, it's pretty it's old musty. It smells. Possessed like. Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> the possessed Necronomicon. I love that. That's crazy. I didn't know that that happened. Yeah. Really cool. I, I couldn't talk about it for a while. <laughs> I can yeah. tell you when it happened. <laughs> 
I was just like, we got to go. You, you find some... Oh, oh yeah. You did kind of rush us out of there. Yeah. The yeah, difference yeah. between you like, and me is I would have bought it just in case. There's some weird stuff what? at the... I wouldn't have brought know. that shit home. Are you know. insane? Yeah. Have you never seen any movie ever? I mean... That's the Stephen King book, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's not... See, what or, you do is you buy it, you buy it, give it to like Kyle for Christmas with no, the spell still No, that's just all bad juju. I mean... That's all bad. That's okay. like... That's, really there's a lot of like unknown factors in that what if it was just like a really good spell <laughs> i mean maybe what if she was like a good bruja what if i never found out <gasps> that's yeah. true yeah. yeah i mean that's the you chose the right path yeah. i just think it's like it's just funny um, i did take a picture of it with my phone and it's still on there Ooh. i found weird now phone numbers phone in haunted i found weird phone numbers in like inscriptions in books there there's a copy of the stand actually it had like this whole inscription and this woman's phone number in there and stuff like like this was the thing that this how this one dude got this girl's number and stuff it was so weird well I have that one crazy conservative book I bought that has a dedication to Glenn Beck that he like Remember? <laughs> yeah, I remember. What was that book? It's, it's, an, it's an, one of those over there somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, oh. it's <laughs> it just Bloodless Rand or something. Yeah, no, it was like it was sort of like an yeah. It, oh, and then I found we were at that ten dollar under bookstore. This is riveting sobriety talk. But um, <laughs> oh. there's a really old collection of like Mark Twain stories, and I had this full page like note <gasps> from Mark Grandma Twain. wrote to like her oh, family yeah, yeah, like. Yeah read these as together as a family blah 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 like what? they brought it so and much they, joy and they like, fucking took it to the used bookstore it was a real collection it was like almost 100 years old what in the fuck you know you can oh, buy the big book of alcoholics anonymous at 10 dollar less bookstore really you yep. can buy you can buy <laughs> recovery <laughs> books like at all the used bookstores really that, like they, that feels so weird there's another book that if you go to a, oh there's a really good used bookstore in long beach but there's a book that circulates around recovery especially women's meetings called women food and god and it's like a gnarly it's like not a very long self-help book but it's super gnarly and when you walk into the dollar bookstore in Long Beach, there's literally like 200 of them just on a pile of women who bought that book. And they were like, oh, fuck this. And they just got rid of it because they weren't ready. Right. It's amazing. Um, what was I saying in the restaurant like in regard to that last question? Do you remember? The anxiety? Thing? The anxiety yeah. disorder stuff. Okay. Yeah. We all touched on that. Yeah. We got okay. it. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. What's the defect you have to work on the most these days? we're having the like most beautiful organic conversation i throw these questions yeah, in there know. and you're just like oh no yeah i don't know um man uh let's see uh See, this, this is just inviting me to be hard on myself now. You know, like, oh, this is like, no. like, oh, maybe that's it. Maybe that's, maybe that's it, though. Like, yeah, I, self, I, I'm yeah. very, I, okay. I don't believe that I am as hard on myself as everybody says I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I have to kind of like, uh, my, uh, another thing that my sponsor, like, kind of, like, guides me with is that there are no big deals right which pisses me the fuck off because like there's a lot of big deals i feel like in life but like but he's coming like from a, like a zen shit or something I don't yeah. know, like, like there's no big deals in life ultimately you know whatever but like i i'm pretty hard on myself i am uh like a 
big uh, procrastinator, but like one of the like a crux issue of mine, like that. This really, cr- uh, my sponsor, like, I, oh man, I got my like mind cracked over, uh, open over this one thing. Like I, eh, like seeing what, like seeing this bit, like really clearly, like kind of like just it was very helpful. I, uh, I've been dependent on people's approval and like <laughs> what are you it, a comedian yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh but like my my there was this uh analogy that was made to describe it like how how we used to depend on alcohol yeah we also used to depend on people mm-hmm. at one point maybe i did yeah and um that I can, the dependence that I sought in other people, I can just give to myself. You know, I can yeah. start depending on myself in that way. I can make these, um, there's no real wrong choice to make. I mean, you know, like in general, there's a lot of wrong choices we can no. make. But like, there's no real wrong choice to make and like just go do something. Just go do the thing. Um, and don't worry about what other people are going to think about you. Um, I like this. It seems so profound. Like this is kind of a, kind of a common thing, I guess. But like, it seems so profound at the time of like, man, I had never seen so clearly uh, until last year, like just how much I really like how much other people's opinions of me, uh, like really, determined my my actions yeah like how i spoke how what i did like all that um so that's a big one um i'm a i'm sloth is like one of my that's the sloth and envy i guess are like the Mm -hmm. the those are the two big seven deadlies that i yeah uh, i'm all about (laughs) or i'm working to get out of but um yeah i think i just listed like five or six of them (laughs) stuff that i'm working on what how do you experience forgiveness Mm. Oh shit! I, um, <laughs> he picked up the glass and then set it down. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, bitch!" These um, yeah, forgi- forgiveness is big. Like th- this is my life right now. Like I, um, forgiveness isn't necessarily condoning the what the person did. Yeah, or what I did to the person. If I've got to forgive myself yeah. about something, uh, it's not a condoning of it. And it's not even a condemning of it. Um, it's uh, how am I going to integrate this into my life? And what inspiration can it actually give me that wrong that that person did to me? Like, what art can I make? What things can I write about it? It, it it's so hard though <laughs> like for yeah. like forgiveness is uh i my perception of like good and bad and like uh right wrong and like regarding like sexuality specifically is completely fucked and uh, askew and it's not only do i have to forgive the dude that molested me but i have to like forgive myself for having this like skewed perception now i'm like how do i undo how do i build this 
how how do I fix that shit? You know, how do I do that? And it's uh, I don't know all the time. I don't know, um, but it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's a tricky thing. I don't you know. There's there's schools of thought where like you don't have to forgive the person that hurt you and stuff like that. But if it like it gets to a point that it's like crippling you, like there's got to be some sort of way forgiveness to, is for you not for them yeah yeah that's yeah. it that that is it yeah. that's what i yeah that, totally it is for me um it's for ourselves we get to the monsters aren't going to heal like we get to heal from their bites and their yeah. slashes and all that shit the monster's gonna stay the monster and uh i've got this really big crazy gash over this part of my life and like I get to sew that up now and I get to do that that's I mean I guess that's forgiveness and like it's okay not to be okay with the shit that people did to you like I'm not going to forget it I don't I <laughs> there's no way I'm going to forget some of that some of the crazy shit that people have done to me and the harshness that I've endured at times and like the big traumas from childhood and like I've had to work on a lot of forgiveness around my uh, around my accident and the woman who hit me didn't have insurance and like it was just yeah. like I like I have had to forgive myself for just pulling over and not just getting off of the freeway and like that's been oh that's been like I that's my job this is all my part of my job right now right like all this healing and like and you're doing it man you're doing yeah, it yeah yeah um um yeah, I guess the monster thing is like yeah. the that's the that's a the, kind of sums it up. Like the monsters aren't going to they're going to remain the monsters. Yeah. But if they slice you up, you can put yourself back together again. That's that's w- when I was really kicking ass in therapy. I started to refer to my parents as magical monsters. Mm. Like they were <laughs> like delightful, but also like pretty awful sometimes. And it, neither one of those things is any less true. Yeah. They can still be delightful, and they can still have done some shitty things. And it's totally okay. Accept them for who they are, and accept who I was in that moment. Yeah. Um, and it's not easy. Like I just kind of put a nice little uh, analogy bow on it, but like that's just not easy work by any means like this is like this is also lifelong shit like yeah uh, messy and complicated oh yeah yeah and it's uncomfortable it's not linear linear at all oh man coming off the tram at all though like my (laughs) serotonin my serotonin levels were fucking shot and like i had these flashbacks to being 15 years old and watching all these movies for the first time and like about to go into sophomore year of high school and it was just like i i felt like this like raw unattached emotion like it wasn't attached to anything but like I was getting all this nostalgia and I started watching all these old movies that I like loved and shit and like just kind of taking some time to like check in with that part right like I'm I'm